Manimal here. It's Monday, September 11th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to talk about the AL West. We've got some Rangers news and notes. We're going to do those box scores from this weekend with Oakland, and we're going to preview tonight in Toronto. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. We want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on social media at, T- at Kevin Lee Frazier. <laughs> that is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. Yes, and joining me, my co-host with the most, the man with the beard that is taking up an entire area code as we speak, who is back in Texas, glad to be back in the motherland, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull, gets the introduction of a lifetime every show from your boy. Where can I find you on social media, and how you doing? Well, well rightfully so. Rightfully so. Right, rightfully so. Uh, second. Oh, uh, Saturday night, me and the Bullman took in a 100-year six-man football rivalry. Whoa. Yeah, the Strawn and Gordon, Texas, play every year. They've played for over 100 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, um, I don't know if uh, the, the fans of the show are basically our friends, mm-hmm. if they know this, but in six-man football um, – after one team is ahead by 45 points in the second half of the game, they just cut it. It's over. Done. It's over. So the second possession of the second half resulted in that touchdown that gave Gordon the 45 to nothing win. So I thought I'd throw that out there. We also saw Lake Highlands in uh, Highland Park on Friday night. We, uh, that thing got uh, lightning delayed, so we went home, didn't check out the other half of the game. So, you know, I hope Lake Highlands won because our buddy Chris Germany, his son plays for them. Uh, but, uh, you know, me and the Bull, man, we like to get out there and do it. And and uh, high school football is a big time of the year for us. We like to turn into the great Skandar Akbar whenever high school football comes around and, and go to as many games as we possibly can. So, uh, But, yeah, we're good. Um, Twitter, Manimal Bull. Instagram, Manimal300, uh, both Facebook and TikTok. You can catch me at Bull Pro, P-R-O-U-G-H, not uh, not like pro baseball player. That's actually my last name. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's, draw. it's not him saying that he is a professional. No, hell no. no, no. The word. no um, just, uh, just happened to be the same last name my dad had. Yeah, yeah. So, well. We are a baseball show, and we are going to talk baseball, specifically the Texas Rangers. And we have taken the feedback from you guys based on response that since we haven't we haven't done around the league in a while, and no one has complained, nor have our listening listenership gone down. So we're just going to jump right into Rangers because there's a lot going on with this team. We got a lot to talk about. So let's jump right into the American League West after the weekend and all the dust has settled the Rangers trail Houston in the West, the AL West by three games, trail the wild card by a half game. Rangers win the series against Oakland at home, two to three, some much needed home cooking, uh, and just got a little bit of a good feeling about the team again. And boy, did we need that. Yeah. You, you, uh, you wanted to, you wanted to feel good coming out of this Oakland series. And this isn't the Oakland team that they were beating up on early in the year, man. This is a completely different Oakland team that has a little bit of confidence right now, and they're playing pretty good baseball. So uh, this isn't, yeah, it's not that Oakland team that you saw in April that you expected to beat 12 or 13 to 1 every night. Uh, this is a this is a much improved Oakland team, and I know that's weird saying that about a team that's lost 98 games already this season, but, you know, they're above 500 in their last 20, one of the hottest teams over the course of the last 10. So, you know, this isn't just the, this just isn't a pushover like it was earlier in the season and uh, good wins from the Rangers Thursday made you, you know, you, or I mean, I'm sorry, Saturday scared you a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. Sunday 
nice, nice win for the, for the Rangers. And uh, we'll talk about that later, but uh, you know, the Mariners, they got a little bit of, they had a little bit of controversy over the weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Some, and again, you had to kind of catch, catch me up on it. Cause I've only really watched the Rangers over the weekend, but apparently their uh, big time pitcher yeah, called George out Kirby. Yeah. George Kirby. I mean, Kind of like to me, it kind of felt like showing him up, you know. Like, I mean, there's a time and a place for everything, and that was definitely not the time nor the place for George Kirby to talk about not wanting to be out there and not needing to be out there. Uh, it not only made him look uh, um, charm and soft, but it, it it made his coach look bad too, and and the communication and stuff. And you know, Seattle hasn't won a game since that happened. So, um, but they're also playing a good Tampa Bay team, so you could put that into the. Uh, consideration as well on that yeah and you know Tampa you know they they've had a lot of controversy and their their own struggles and um, that they were at one point the best team in all of baseball so uh, it's still the same team minus obviously uh, derogatory statements aside yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. but um, so you know a lot of drama right now uh, in the American League a lot of drama surrounding these these uh, wild card uh, this wild card position and these divisions. So um, Rangers right now, I, I, I'm not giving up on the division. I feel like, again, the Rangers just do what they need to do in their games. Then they give themselves a chance to either win the division or definitely uh, to get in this playoff series. So let's roll into some Rangers news. The, uh, the first thing that the main thing that's happened since we last spoke with you guys was, that uh, J.P. Martinez got sent down and Jonathan Ornelas gets brought up and gets his first uh, major league at bat. You could tell he was a little overmatched, but honestly, I like his swing. I like his approach at the plate. I really, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I thought he had a pretty decent at bat. And I, I, I'll tell you like this, and I don't know if you agree with me, but I bet if the uh, A's had a scouting report on Jonathan Ornelas, that their right fielder would have been playing more towards the line. And that would have dropped in for a, a big time hit that would have put that game away. Mm, mm. But they didn't have much of a read on him, I don't think yet, and and uh, kind of worked out in their favor that time because uh, when I've been watching Round Rock play a little bit more, he's more shaded over to that right field side mm. of the uh, right right field side. So uh, you know, um, if there was a more of a scouting report, you know, they might have been playing him more towards the line, and that thing might have been down for three or for at least two and score three runs there. Yeah. So, um, really excited to see what he can do at the major league level. Looks like Bruce Bochy is uh, ready to give him give him a chance to see what we can do. A uh, little bit of a shakeup in the starting rotation in the bullpen in terms of uh, Andrew Heaney uh, going down, going into the pen, and uh, Dane Dunning. We'll be getting a start, but we'll get to that here. In well, you know, the last time, real quick, before we move on to that from the uh, transactions real quick, the last time we were speculating on who would be the move mm-hmm. for Evan Carter, right? We were we were kind of like, what what are they going to do? Here's the options, blah, 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 blah. But uh, the end up move was Brad Miller going to the 60-day, which we kind of assumed that it would be. Mm-hmm. I think both basically had that idea that Brad Miller was going to be uh, the guy that gets goes to the 60 day and, you know, maybe a bad, a sad way for Brad Miller to end things here. But uh, I don't think anybody really wanted him on the squad this year to begin with. And, no. you know, anything that they got out of him mentoring and all of that stuff, it definitely wasn't worth the $4 million they were paying him. But no, I you know, mean, Brad Miller is probably going to be a really good coach in the big leagues at some point if he wants to be. Yeah, I, I, you can definitely tell he's a players, uh, players player, but uh, you know, I, I'm I, I, not sad to see Brad Miller go off this team. We we have a an, we actually grunt and groaned for like the first two thirds of the season uh, every time we well, said his name. So yeah, like even when we were bringing up like DH roles and stuff like that in the off season, we kind of knew like a minute what you know, and it wasn't very good this year for him. He wasn't a very good player for the team and. Uh, you know, that roster spot, uh, you know, but look at the same time when they signed Brad Miller, he was coming off of like 21 bombs for Cleveland and he had a really good 2020 for St. Louis. And so I get why they signed him. I mean, they were trying to get a little stability with the fuck, uh, 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 what would you call him? Like a, uh, a veteran bat, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. just didn't it just didn't go the way that they wanted it to go. And uh, you know, bad signing, but at the end of the day, at the time it wasn't a bad signing. You were thinking that you were gonna get some stability in the middle of your lineup last year to help Simeon and Seeger, and that just never was the case. No, no he certainly wasn't. Well, talking about getting some help in the lineup, Josh Young looks like he will be back next week. How big of a deal is this, I think we could both have our two cents on this. I'll turn it over to you. Well, first, I mean, you've seen how the team has played without him over there at third base. And, you know, mm. we kind of talked about over the course of this year how he would kind of end up being that that lead dog, you know, like that leader of this team and like the guy that like maybe Seager's the best player, Simeon's the dog, but he's that guy that like, you know, is the leader of the thing. And, and uh, you know, I don't know if that's the case right now. Uh, it kind of seems like, you know, Simeon and Seeger, though, are lead by example type of dudes. But uh, at the same time, I mean, you've seen how how much they've struggled with him gone this this time. And and, you know, I mean, when it first happened, they were also without uh, Jonah Heim. And, uh, you know, now they're going to be without Adoles Garcia. But we love what Evan Carter's done so far. And we imagine that, you know, he'll just continue to get better as he um continues to play at the big league level and uh you know i mean right now the getting young back going into the the end of this season and down this last drive um next weekend uh, they're thinking that it'll probably be friday and see in cleveland so they've got to get him they've got to get him uh, approved to play by a doctor um but he's been taking swings he's been playing catch and uh, as far as I know, that uh, there's nothing more he can do to it to hurt it anymore. It's more now about, like, how much pain can he play with? Yeah, and, and you know, when I saw him taking grounders and stuff, I was like, geez. I mean, I mean. <laughs> I saw that he's going to have a guard that uh-huh. he's going to take uh, play with in the outfield. So he'll have, like, a, a, a guard that he'll be wearing on his thumb for uh, playing third base. Yeah, well – and you know we'll we'll get to the to the you know Josh Smith has done a decent job at third base, but you know there there's some plays over there that I can't imagine that Josh that Smith one wouldn't. today yeah that was whatever that was yeah yeah but oh, I'm sorry yesterday yes that yesterday. One yesterday that was Man, ugly yeah that and, and the timing of it you know of all the times to do that and it just feels like we were spoiled over there because Josh Young made. You know, he made hard plays, easy plays, like whatever it was. He's he's on pace right now. If he gets back and qualifies for league lead, which I think he will, um, he should be the leader in highest fielding percentage, like by a third baseman of all time, not just like a rookie third baseman. Like it's been out of control. It's been, I mean, he's been really, really good over there. Yep, and having that bat back in the lineup, going to make a huge difference. It's going to push the lineup kind of down one notch which will make everybody kind of a, a, a level higher, you know, like it basically right now you got guys batting in those, you know, five, six, seven spots that really should be at six, seven, eight. And uh, he's going to make a huge difference in that lineup and can't wait. And also speaking of Jonah Heim also too, I mean, he, he's starting to look a lot, a lot more comfortable uh, where he's at right now. So, so timing, things seem to be timing right with the Rangers right now. And uh, well, uh, go ahead. Again, how important did we talk about that this time where they were playing some of their worst baseball, their worst baseball, um, they, they uh, like, it's the beginning of September, not the end of September. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we harped on that. I'm sorry, I just got a text message that uh, Charlie Robinson, country music singer, passed mm-hmm. away. Oh man! So, uh, just uh, I don't know if that's breaking news for anybody on here that listens to this, but uh, guy that I liked when I was in high school a whole bunch for sure. But anyways, uh, so it kind of threw my mind off a little bit. But September, we talked about it. The end of August, early September, that's when they were losing ball games. And you know, I mean, not that it's any fun to lose ball games at any time, but you'd have rather lost them at the beginning of September than the end of September. Ab- absolutely, there's still time right now to really own their own destiny and speaking of owning your own destiny uh you know it looks like this is going to be brent mckenzie's possibly his last crack at that trinity river heritage title well and you know big demo away uh what what's the future look like 
Well, you know, I mean, Brent's getting up there in age, too. I mean, this may be his last chance at a big title run for himself, you know. And then I understand because I am I feel like I'm way past that in my career. Um, but, you know, Brent, he, he, has, he has done it in the most dastardly ways. But he has kept himself in that position to, to be right here in the middle of the, uh, uh, the biggest match in Fort Worth in probably 30 years. Hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, th- this is going to be, and that's in Fort Worth proper. I mean, you know, there's been big matches in Arlington and Dallas. I'm talking about in Fort Worth, you know, like right there in the heart of Fort Worth at the Ridgely Theater, which is just west of downtown Fort Worth, just right there off of Camp Bowie Boulevard. And we, I mean, it's getting exciting because Brent McKenzie and Damo McCullough, I mean, the cage is real. It's, it's coming. It's ready. It's going to be here. And they're, they're, they're going to have to fight through it. And not just, you know, not just that, though. We've got Franco D'Angelo versus Brick Savage, Justin James versus myself. It's going to be a big show. Just added was Japanese pro wrestling Noah star Dante Leone, and he'll oh. be wrestling Izzy James. So that's going to be a big one as well. So there's big matches all over the place in this thing. Dante Smiley versus Chris Lyons. I mean, there are some big matches. You're not going to want to miss it. It's a big time show. And, you know, I've been I've been wrestling in this area for 23 years. And this is as big a show as I can ever remember happening in this area that wasn't uh, a Vince McMahon product or something like that. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about it. Everybody's excited about it till the end. Matt war pro first ever Cowtown cage match. It's going to be a big time. And I hope everybody comes out and sees it for not just for the wrestling, but you got to come out. You got to get a hot dog from big dogs. Mm. You got to get a hamburger from Kelly's onion burgers. And you got to get some of that ice cream from Starry's ice cream. And while you're there, hit up our guys over there from Martin house brewing and get you some beer too, man. So, I, and I'm I'm super pumped as well. I can't wait to go out there and be uh, a part of it because uh, it's every time I've been has been uh, just been the a scene, blast. right? Yeah, but also also one more thing, and this is for the people. Don't forget that your favorite wrestler, our very own, the 300 pound animal, he's also going to be competing out there. And I guarantee you that if any of you guys come out to the show, it's going to be to see him. And just because you come out to see him, you get to see the cage match and all the rest of it, but we know why you guys are coming out. So come support my co-host, our friend, the 300 pound minimal as he puts the beat down on some big uh, knucklehead. Uh, anyway, speaking of uh, knuckleheads, we had the Oakland athletics at our home uh, here in Arlington and that Friday night game, high hopes. Um, honestly, you know, with Montgomery going out there on the Hill, I just, I, I just felt very confident that the Rangers, could sweep this series. Uh, Rangers come out hot, you know, like have the got the they got the two one lead. Uh, they get the three two lead, and then you know then it's tied up and it's just starting to feel like like it's been feeling. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Well, yeah, and you know in that first <laughs> inning, uh, um, the A's had a little something going right, and they could have like kind of felt like they could have like really taken Montgomery out of that thing. And, and he really, I mean, he, he kind of bared down. They got the, they got that last out and, and, you know, did lessen the damage that, which didn't happen. What felt like today, you know, like it felt like that, that happened to, or I'm sorry, yesterday when that happened to John Gray. Um, but anyways, uh, they got the two run home run from, uh, from uh, Seeger in the first inning, and you're thinking, okay, all right, this is going to be a big, big night for the Rangers. Um, you know, they're going to score some runs because not not only in that first inning did they get the big home run from Seeger, but they loaded the bases, they left them loaded. And you're like, okay, well, you know, they left them loaded this inning, but they're they're adding those pitches onto the starting pitcher, and you're thinking, okay, 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 and then. Uh, that weird play at the end of uh, the second inning where Evan Carter come up throwing Jonah Heim comes out in front of the plate, gets uh, um, Estery Ruiz at second place, but they get one across. I think Nick Mm -hmm. Allen scored on that play. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh man, they got the, the, you know, two outs. You got to be able to get that out right there. Mm -hmm. And that's been a real big problem for the Rangers in this swing where they've been so bad. It's just, 
getting two getting two outs and then just the bottom falling out of the inning, you know, like mm. you got you got two outs and then the next thing you know, there's a runner on second, then they get a I mean, just the cheapest single you ever see. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's just been happening all all year. And then they, they get a big single from Nate Lowe. Like when you were thinking that they weren't going to get uh, Marcus Simeon across right there, but Lowe drives him in. And then just right, I mean, came back, bottom half of the inning. And, and Ruiz just hits a home run right there. I mean, ninth place hitter with mm-hmm. ninth place hitter with two strikes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and let's not act like, I mean, it's not that that was a bad pitch that he hit. But it should have been worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, sure, it was a good pitch that he threw that was down below the zone. But he, I mean, if that's buried in the dirt, yeah, he ain't hitting that ball out of the park. So, you yeah. know, that's just something like, I mean, two strikes, 0-2 count. You feel like that's a guy that you, that's a guy at an 0-2 count that should never take you deep, you know? Uh, I got I, a couple of takes on here that I want to throw in here. Um, one, to piggyback off of what you're saying, and then I want to say something else. So, the Hard hit balls aren't just because they're in the zone. Like guys don't hit the ball hard just because it's in the strike zone. Guys hit the ball hard because they can get the barrel of the bat on the ball. That's where hard hits come from. Not from strikes necessarily. Ask Vladimir Guerrero Sr. Like it's hard hit balls are, are from when they barrel the ball. And if you're trying to keep a guy from making contact, you're not trying to make a pitch that they can hit. You can't put it where they can barrel it. That's just bottom line and 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 breaking pitches and uh, fastballs under ninety seven miles an hour are balls that you can get the barrel on. But I want to say something else too. Um, the Rangers just, you know, what two strikes they're struggling with uh, getting batters out on two strikes. With two outs, they're struggling getting teams off the field. And then the other two that they struggled with all weekend was they got doubled up five times. Five double plays that well, over yeah, yesterday. It's like, golly, man. Yesterday, they had two <laughs> one, six, three double plays with an, another one, six put out. <laughs> or I think it ended up being a one, four put out, and they couldn't turn it because of a bad throw from uh, uh, Luis Medina. Right. So, yeah, uh, in the sixth, man, I mean, he tried to throw a get him over change up to Langoliers, and he fooled no one with that. And, mm-hmm. I mean, again, that was a two two outs again, that Langoliers. Like, I think he just made a couple of really good pitches to get the batter before Langoliers out. And then he tried to tried to throw over a, you know, what, I don't know, 85-mile-an-hour change up where he could get his arms extended up in the up in the strike zone. And he just, I mean, he punished him for it. And like I said, you know, I mean, we were talking about maybe the, a, the A's didn't punish the Rangers as much as the Astros did earlier in the week. But when they made bad pitches and they made pitches that were hittable, the uh, the A's hit them and they hit them hard. And, you know, they punished, they punished Jordan Montgomery for every mistake he made. And it was, I mean, and, and, and you just felt like, God damn it. This is just like the Astros series. You know, you're, you're, you're getting frustrated. You know, they get a run back with uh, uh, Nate Lowe, but he grounds into a double play. So they get the run back, but they had first and third, you know, yeah, they, nobody out or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the, the, so. the runners left on people left on base runners in scoring position. Rangers still are, are still struggling in that area. Um, but you know, tough, tough loss Friday. It was a, it was a, it, it, it hurt. You felt it. Um, yeah. You thought yeah. for sure. Honestly, for some reason, you feel like it, these, these kind of series, you almost, it, it almost hurts worse to lose the first game than it does. You know, it, it's hard to feel like a success, but yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, the big thing is, is like, you know, Montgomery was one out away, one good pitch away from having a quality start. Hmm. But instead, yeah. you know, instead you're looking at five and two thirds with uh, five runs on the board. But I mean, he was he was one pitch. If he could have made one pitch to Langoliers to get an out instead of giving up that home run, I mean, that's a quality start instead of a five run 
of, of five runs over five and two thirds. And, and, you know, they're right in that ball game, but that, that was just the biggest difference right there. He tried to, he tried to sneak a change up by Langoliers and fool him with it. And he fooled, he fooled no one. And, and Langoliers, I mean, I mean, it's it seemed like that uh, maybe maybe the the wires got crossed in their pitch track and or their pitch count thing or whatever, and uh, Langoliers might have got it in his ear what was coming. Right, there. right. I mean, that's what it looked like. I mean, he hit the ball so hard. Uh, I thought Ian Kennedy did a pretty nice job for a guy that we've kind of not taken that seriously since mm-hmm. he's been back, but um, still too many walks from him. And, uh, you know, Burke, two strikeouts and two batters uh, Friday night. Maybe he can start turning the corner because the last time we were on the show, I was ready to send Brock Burke all the way down to double A or single A or maybe help down east in the playoffs or something. <laughs> well, um, you know, the Rangers caught the the, the athletics uh, as hot as they've been all year long. Um, they're the pretty much the opposite of the Rangers in terms of the type of momentum that they came in with. And that was something I wasn't completely aware of until uh, I started watching the game and started seeing some of the stats that they were running across. The other thing that stuck out is different with this Oakland team is you could tell they have an identity, you know, like they, they kind of know who they are as a team now, as opposed to earlier, you could tell they were just trying to figure, they were just throwing stuff against the wall. Well, to and, see what and would that's, stick. And, and that's the big difference between a bunch of guys that were playing their first handful of baseball games in the big leagues and, the, and guys that now have almost a full year of service time under their belt. Yeah, and some of those numbers that, that you know, looked bad early in the season for this lineup, some of those numbers are starting to turn into some nice seasons for, for especially the top of this batting order. So uh, this Oakland team, like like you had said many times, is couldn't hey, agree. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, yeah. Zach Geloff is a pretty good player. Uh, um, Noda is a pretty good player. They've got good players in that lineup, and uh, uh, Seth Brown's a good player. That Rooker kid, I mean, he's, yeah, he he's still hit. somewhere around eight hundred for a full season of baseball to have almost an eight hundred ops as mm-hmm. a young young kid. I mean, and. Langoliers has struggled, but he's been better lately. I think the last time they were in town, he was hitting about 178. So for him to be hitting about 205 now, I mean, you know, so he's been playing a lot better. Estre Ruiz is a pretty good player. He steals a lot of bases. Um, and then Tony Kemp is, a, is the consummate professional baseball player. Sure. So yeah. Rangers, but, but, but the Rangers go in on Saturday and pretty much have us biting our nails through five innings. Uh, uh, through nine innings. What are you talking about? Five <laughs> well, innings. Okay, so no no runs scored through five innings. Uh, Eovaldi looked a lot better. Uh, Martin Perez, uh, which he's been good out of the bullpen. He's been really good out of the bullpen. Yeah, he looked he's he looked pretty good. And then the Rangers come out and get some uh, get some runs there in the sixth inning. So let's um, let's jump in there uh, to the sixth inning where the Rangers start producing some runs, and let's get into the real drama of this uh, three to two victory uh, for the Rangers. Well, in that, in that sixth inning, the Rangers were poised to have a really big inning and you could see that it was coming, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, they got uh, Grossman walk. Well, Seager started by striking out and uh, I'm, I'm pretty much anytime Seager doesn't do something great. I'm just being like, Oh, the pitcher got away with one there. <laughs> and, uh, but Grossman Grossman who had what three walks Saturday night, uh, really, really nice night at the plate for Grossman. Uh, I know everybody cringed the moment they saw Grossman in the three hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just imagine, I mean, because, you know, that's not, that's not, uh, did, did you see the stat that uh, Robbie Grossman has the most at bats in his career out of the one hole? Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. cause he's so, a, he's an on base kind of guy. At least yeah. Cause it does make sense. I mean, a guy that hits two thirty four and gets on at a three fifteen, three twenty clip, you know, I mean, I get that, uh, but but Grossman he also walked. has some speed in his in his day too. Like, yeah, he's kind yeah, of he's, a speed guy too. He's an older guy now. Yeah, like he's an older guy by those standards now. Mm-hmm. Um, then then you got a Mitch Garver single, and you're thinking, okay, all right, looking good, looking good here. You got first and second, one out. Nathaniel Lowe comes up with a big single up the middle, and uh, Grossman scores. Garver ends up at third, and then Duran. Uh, Man, Duran just – can I be honest? I feel like he was just a little bit too in a rush right there. 
because that wasn't really a great pitch. He was ahead in the count 1-0. Take your chances on letting that one be called a strike and see if you can get something better. But I think he's pressing a little bit. Oh, actually, I mean, let's not act like he's pressing a little bit. He's definitely pressing he's a definitely. little bit. There's no yeah, doubt. So, so when you see that, you're, you're thinking, oh, man, this is a guy that you want to see get it together. You want to see him get it right. And, mm-hmm. and, and it just kind of hasn't happened. And you're thinking, oh, man, well, that's going to be that. They're not going to get this. They're not going to get any more out of that, you know, because Tavares, again, too, has been struggling up until real recently. Like right, Immediately right. recently, he's been playing a little bit better. Got a big ground ball up the middle that uh, that got Garver across. And you get two runs there. And you're thinking, okay, all right, everything's all right. Mm-hmm. Then you get the Josh Smith walk. And you're thinking, all right, base is loaded here. Um Rangers are going to go to Jonah Heim right here and see right. what happens. And they left Austin Hedges in there. And you know what? Like, I, this is what I equate this to is he was giving Jonah a full day off no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Jonah Heim and those guys have just been coming up huge for him right now in those situations too. Hmm. So, you know, why not give Austin Hedges a try right there? And it probably not the move that I was I would have went to, but I think like hindsight, he was really dead set. He'd gotten two runs right there. He was dead set on giving Jonah Heim a full day off. Yeah, I, I for me, like I said, I trust in Bochi. Like when I make my, you know, fan opinion, it's just my fan opinion, and I'm sure he. If I'm sitting here in the same room with him. He'd be able to explain it to me in a way that would blow my mind. But as a fan, I'm sitting here going, you got Sam Huff on the bench. You got any anybody. You know, you got two yeah. on the bench right now that could come in and continue to catch. And you got Evan game. Carter on the bench as well. Yeah. You got so, Jankowski, so you got left-handed hitters on the bench as well. Just so many so. options there. And, and considering that it was pretty late in the game. Yeah, it was um, the bottom of the sixth. Yeah, so I, I didn't get it, but um, – we got it. We got two runs there, and then, 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 and then that's when I looked over at Bullman Saturday night as we're sitting there watching this Gordon Strawn game wrap up, and I said, "Don't worry, he'll give. They'll give that one back up because he's going to stick with Stratton too long." Yep. And and he, did. and he did, and and it happened, and now um, Tony Kemp, hats off to him. That was a really good at bat that got him on base. Um, he he saw a lot of pitches. And I got to I got to think that a lot of what happened with Stratton there was because of all the pitches that Tony Kip made him made him use. But uh, he got a couple of outs. He had just gotten a really big strikeout right there before um, before Geloff and man, Geloff tagged him and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah, type ball game. And you kind of like everybody knew it was happening. He didn't hit the ball hard, didn't hit the ball great, anything like that. But it was. Is enough to get out of the ballpark and enough to travel 380 feet, and uh, well, uh, let me, let me, all let that me, work that they had just done to get two two nothing, all gone on a walk and a home run. Yeah, can we can we get into the weeds a little bit here for just a second, and hopefully it doesn't take too long, but just to kind of bounce this around because I have seen Bochi put a short leash on these starting pitchers, but yet, but like you said, it's almost predictable with these bullpen guys that he leaves them in too long. And then the guy coming in next is having to bail him out of some, you know, situation. And you yeah. just wonder like, like I'm sure there's a strategy there because again, as we found with Bochi, he's always playing the long game. Well, um, and I think he's, I mean, at this point he was going with a guy that was getting him out. Yeah. 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 But if you're sitting there saying yourself, He's gonna. We're gonna give him back. He's gonna leave him. Yeah, in. but that's just the the negativity of what's come with being a <laughs> Ranger fan the last two weeks or three weeks of that. I don't think that has anything to do with my opinion of Chris Stratton or anything sure. like that. It was more like that's how it's been for the Rangers, and and you know, I mean, it happened. It it happens. It happened. Um, again, it wasn't like it was some great pitch that he that he drilled him on or anything like that. It was a pitch up in the. Uh, up in the at the top of the strike zone inside and mm-hmm. I don't know how he got the bat barrel to it and I don't think he did because it wasn't hit super great it was about 97 miles an hour off the bat so you know I mean 
just the way it's been going for the Rangers. Um, nice, the, a good inning and a third though from uh, from uh, 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 Will Smith. Well, okay, uh, so I thought I thought a good inning and two thirds from Stratton. I, I thought, well, an inning and a third from Stratton, and then he got got. But yeah, um, you know, overall, I didn't think it was that bad, big of a deal. Uh, in the bottom half of that seventh. The Rangers yep. loaded the bases again. They went to Ornelas there to hit, mm. which another interesting uh, – you know what, though? I mean, like, it kind of justifies what I was talking about with Austin uh, Hedges. Yep. Is that, like, he didn't go to a guy he's seen before. He went to a guy that he hadn't seen since basically – he hasn't seen hit since basically April – March, the end of March, you know, so um, maybe it's just like, hey, let's throw something different at the wall. And like I said, I think if if um, the A's would have had a scouting report on Jonathan Ornelas or a better scouting report than the triple the A one that they had, he might have been a little closer to the, the first baseline and that thing might have dropped in for a three run double. But it didn't. Uh, but the Rangers did get a, a wild pitch uh-huh. from uh, Francisco Perez that plated Robbie Grossman in the Ornelas at bat. And that uh, gave the Rangers a two, three to two lead. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I thought Will Smith did a really nice job in the top half of the uh, eighth. Um, uh, gave up that single to uh, Estre Ruiz and then picked him off. That was, that was something else. Like mm-hmm. that's probably the most excited I've been about being a Rangers fan in a while when he, when he picked off Ruiz at first base, mm-hmm. uh, and then got the strikeout to end things there in the eighth. And uh, uh, really, really sad-looking bottom half of the eighth for the Rangers, but they were winning, so not the biggest deal in the world. And, uh, of course, uh, Araldus Chapman made it as uh, interesting as possible. Mm-hmm. But uh, when he was in the strike zone, he was good. Yeah. Um, you know, he got a weak ground ball from Aldemus uh, 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 Diaz, Amidas Diaz, um, and struck out Perez whenever he was uh, when he was in the strike zone, and then with a couple on there after he walked a couple, he did uh, get Jordan Diaz. And again, when he's in the strike zone, man, I mean, he's like almost unhittable, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, Rangers get eleven strikeouts in this game, so um, really nice to see them starting to you know get some strikeouts in a game, and they won. I mean, it's a lucky win. Let's just call it what it is. Rangers got oh. lucky. And you need yeah, it. sometimes I mean, you need a little bit of luck. Let's let's just be honest. I mean, you you look back at probably a dozen of these losses in the last month time or in August and September so far, and there's been a lot of luck that put those other teams in front of the yep. Rangers in those games. So, you know, but we got a chance to look at some of those prospects, huh? Yeah. Well, hey, you know, speaking of, you got Evan Carter, you got Jonathan Ornelas, you got Sam Huff. Um, and obviously last year, you know, uh, Zeke Duran was a prospect, uh, Leo Tavares prospect. So the Rangers have a lot of guys on this team that are a glimpse into the future. And what's really interesting about it is these aren't all necessarily the best prospects that they've had or that they even have in the organization. It's just sometimes guys that are, are, some guys are ready before other guys. And if you'd have been listening to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys where we cover all things minor leagues you'd have known all about all these guys we've been talking about evan carter all year long uh we've been talking about jonathan ronellas all year long and uh so if you want to get all your rangers news from major leagues to minor leagues go over to our website texasrangerswiththeboys.com all one word or our spotify page and for a dollar 99 you can you can subscribe to our exclusive content it's called down on the farm with the boys cover all things minor league we have our top 40 prospect list that we just released last week and then the minor league playoffs are getting ready to start here really soon uh plus i don't we're not totally convinced that the rangers are done making moves uh pulling guys up and sending guys down in this farm system for the rest of the year so you know who are the hot hands what what do we think is going to happen all of that and more on our exclusive content it's called down on the farm with the boys Go subscribe today. Texas Rangers on Sunday. You another, know, uh, another real nice uh, outing from Jack Leiter on Saturday night, too. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. He he had some K. He had, he had I think he only gave up one hit. 
Yeah, one hit and a couple of walks and a couple of runs. Yep, yep. So, so, so Jack Leiter, another guy that's down on the farm, that's uh, doing some things for the Rangers, and the Rangers, man, this game. Um, it had its ups and downs, right? It it, it did. Um, it just felt like one of those like, it's really weird because it's like, when they broke out, it felt like it felt like they just just absolutely unleashed. And uh, but let's 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 hold off on that. Rangers get a home run early in the in the game from Marcus Simeon to to kick the thing off. And right off the bat, you're thinking, okay, you know, here here we go. Um, you know, Robbie Grossman uh, gets a ground rule double and gets Nate uh, Nathaniel Lowe across. Um, so you know, Rangers are starting to look like they they get three and in the first, run, the first yeah, inning. Yeah, Mitch Garver hit a double there in front of Grossman to have mm-hmm. second and third. Mm-hmm. Nobody out, maybe? Mm. Yeah, it was second and third, out. nobody out. We got, out sec- we got second and third, one out with Robbie Grossman. Yeah, that's right. Seeger was an out, yeah. Uh, yeah, they had got uh, Louie, not to be confused with number two in the 1998 or the 1989 Flair uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, score ca- or cards. You know, he was Louis Medina, the second baseman from the Indians, was number two uh, in that. And I know that because I worked on this movie where uh, we talked about baseball cards. <laughs> but but not to be confused with uh, the, the former Indian second baseman, Louis Medina. Uh, Louis Medina from the A's. He uh, yeah, he didn't have his good stuff. Uh, he settled down a little bit, though. Uh, they, they finally got to him a little bit too much in the fourth inning. But uh, they, they made him throw some pitches in that first inning. And Simeon, uh, man, I mean, he had a, he had a game to remember, if, if you ask me. I mean, he had uh, he had he went four for five, had uh, two home runs, a double, single. He was a triple away from the cycle. And, and, and dude – put 10 points on his OPS, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, it was, it was a nice, it was a nice day for him. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's been carrying this load lately. It seems like, uh, it seems like he's really put that onus on himself to, to be the guy that uh, steps forward whenever they were struggling and, and hasn't uh, um, always translated to wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've seen it. You've seen the, the, that Seeger has been, I mean, the Simeon has been trying to carry this thing and doing the best that he can uh, to go out there and put some, put some balls in the outfield and put some balls in the stands recently. And uh, you know, uh, you, you like to see it. And, and you saw this uh, yesterday that uh, you know, guys like Josh Smith and Tavares were on base in front of him. Uh, Carter had a walk. Uh, Carter had a sacrifice fly. Uh, you just saw little things that this weekend that, or on Sunday that uh, that you'd seen so much early in the year. Not just uh, you know when they took that lead in the fifth inning, that sixth inning they came out and they poured it on, and that was something that we hadn't seen in a long time from the Rangers. Yeah. And uh, I imagine that it's quite a bit less tense in that locker room this afternoon or yesterday afternoon. And uh, I'm sure it was probably a happy flight to Canada because, uh, you know, Simeon had two home runs. Seager had a home run. Nate Lowe had a couple of really big hits that drove in runs. Uh, Garver had the double. He had a walk, scored a run. Grossman, a couple of uh, RBIs on a uh, on that ground rule double. Uh, he's He had a really good series this weekend, um, especially because I know everybody's dreading the fact that he's playing right field, you know, because that was mm-hmm. – that was a big factor early in the season of why the Rangers weren't what they could have been was, you know, gro- you know, you thought, Oh, Grossman playing right field's killing this thing. But I haven't, I haven't noticed him be noticeably bad out there. I thought he played pretty well. I thought he played the, the wall pretty well uh, yesterday and on balls <laughs> hit down there in that corner. Well, well, uh, let me, let me give my two cents. Now he hasn't been bad when it comes to the defensive side of things, but I've seen him make a few throws from right field. And he does not have the same arm as the Dallas Garcia. No, well, my yeah, but God. there's like five guys in the big leagues that. Well, do. I know, but it's just, it just, it's just crazy because you've been watching a Dallas all year. Absolutely, throw those missiles from out there. Right, and, and then you see a rainbow. <laughs> yeah, just, to, just, it's really more talk good about Nadalis Garcia's arm than to talk bad about Grossman. Yeah, because I don't think Grossman just has an absolutely pathetic no. arm for an outfielder either. I mean, no, he's but strong but enough it, to play right field. But um, but be- definitely, definitely missing that arm out there. Um, but before we wrap this game up, because I feel like this was the highlight of the weekend, 
Um, let's let's rewind back to that third inning because the top of the third inning, you know as well as I know, as well as every one of you Rangers fans listening to this show knows that you had that feeling in your stomach when Josh oh, Smith made it that was error. awful. They were they were they were <laughs> ruining my hour. They were my, my brother assumes that it, it it ruins my whole day, but it really only is ruins that like five or ten minutes that uh <laughs> that, they're, they're, that they're bad like because i mean i'm going to turn it off and 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 go back to having the time of my life doing whatever it is i'm doing but yeah no uh gray kind of just i mean i think bochi after the in the presser said that he uh he threw 22 pitches without getting an out after he got the two quick outs mm-hmm. so understandable you gotta do what you gotta do um you weren't excited about it uh didn't help when josh smith let that ball just mm. I don't even know what happened there but I, I imagine that ball had tons of spin on it mm-hmm. um, but that is an excuse for a ball that's hit right to you to go past you and like I mean he like overran it and like stumbled over his own feet trying to get back mm-hmm. to it and ball still went off his glove so yeah I mean uh, not really not really his finest moment as an infielder but I understand that that's a hard play but you got to make it as a big leaguer and and you know I mean if nothing else just to get that inning out over and uh but uh, Heaney came in hit a batter then worked his way through it but yeah Heaney, Heaney was, was really good Heaney was two thirds yeah I mean he he, he was awesome strikeouts, six strikeouts to four hits just the one walk I thought Heaney was really good and he put him in a position to win that ball game today and uh, good on him, especially, you know, it's never a fun assignment to go to the bullpen after you've been making starts all season, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, to go out there and do what he did from the bullpen, I mean, it kind of like, remember when we were talking about Heaney making the bullpen a little bit better because he's yeah. able to strike guys out. Well, all those people were like, Oh, Heaney doesn't make this bullpen better. Well, I mean, you mm. saw it today. Heaney makes this bullpen better. He strikes guys out. Yeah, yeah. They and, don't have guys in the back. Like, I mean, I could see him getting more time at the back end, even if he continues to strike guys out coming into the bullpen, coming in from the bullpen like that. Yeah, and then just kind of remembering that um, that that fifth inning too, when the Rangers recaptured the lead. Um, you know, Evan Carter opens up the inning with a walk, and how many times we say how important that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Marcus Simeon um, basically keeps him from getting another double play. And then when Seager comes uh, up, I, I feel like that was on Medina, right? Because old Medina, uh, he he um, he threw that ball kind of weird to the second base. Yeah, yeah, he and, threw like a like a wonky throw. Yeah, uh, it was interesting. Yeah, but then Corey Seager gets a double, and I'm kind of like, oh, he should have sent him. But then Nate, the thing, Nate Lowe, Nathaniel Lowe comes up, hits, gets a two run single, and Rangers go up five three, but we'd be remiss after all the struggle and all the suffering we've endured over the last few weeks to not kind of um, revel a little bit because this was the rate. This is the Rangers team. We know right here is getting some runs to get a lead, but then, and then whether it's the next inning or the, the couple of innings later, padding that lead with another big inning. And I think Josh Smith got some redemption there with that triple that he hit to kind of help get the uh, to kind of get the, the the second rally going, which well, was yeah. just a two run triple there, um, or I think it's a one one run. It, triple. it ended one up one, being yeah, one run, one triple, run triple. One there, run but, triple. Excuse me. But it it scored it scored Tavares on a play where they needed another run, mm-hmm. and then for it set Evan Carter up for his first big league RBI. Come on, and then the guys at the top of the yep, order did what they do. I mean, that's Dude. what you, that's what they're getting paid to do. That's what they did today. And, and, you know, you Where really like to see it and you got clean inning. Uh, LeClerc, I mean, uh, say what you will say what it is. He's still on the roster. He did a good job of working around the mess that he, he left him. And then uh, Burke and Bradford, I thought today was, uh, I thought between this weekend, Brock Burke was a lot better. I mean, you guys remember I was ready to kick him off the, the team, send him all the way down to, 
complex for all mm-hmm. I care. You know, send him to the Dominican for all I care or whatever. But getting outs this weekend and uh, uh, probably the best he's looked all season. And I, you know, again, we we can always say, oh, it's just the A's. But again, the A's are playing good baseball and they're playing a hell of a lot better baseball than the Rangers right now. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, good to get Bradford in there to get a, a get an inning, keep him sharp, and and uh, a good win for the Rangers. And they really, really needed it. What about that home run from Corey Seager, dude? The missile. What was it like? One fourteen <laughs> off the bat. One fourteen with like a, like a ten percent launch angle. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Like, yeah and then he just think. like barely snuck I it inside the, the pole. I can't. Let me see if I can find the the. Okay, here we go. One fourteen point four three hundred and fifty three feet. It looked like the thing barely cleared the fence. Nineteen a nineteen degree launch angle, which is not the ideal launch angle. Probably the well, hardest hit the outside of the I've ever pole. seen. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, outside it, of the foul pole. So yeah, it just dinged the foul pole. So yeah. uh, honestly, lots of that. That was that was fun because that's the Rangers we've been watching all year. So it was nice to kind of get to see see that, and let's hope like this is the beginning of something. Yeah, let's you know? let's uh, let that continue into Toronto tomorrow, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know how it is. It's it's Sunday night, so we're going to tell you about tomorrow for sure. It's a yep. MLB network for you guys uh, out of market that want to watch the Rangers tonight. Uh, but for everybody in Dallas, Fort Worth, Valley Sports Southwest, Dane Dunning will be going for the Rangers. He's been struggling a tad bit, but uh, you know you're only as good as your 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 the start that you had today. And uh, he'll go against Chris Bassett and uh, and his 14 wins, which is uh, leading the league right now, I believe. Man, yeah. So Chris Bassett, Dane Dunning, Rangers got to do what they got to do in this series. I mean, they need three or four. If any, I mean, they got to win. They got to take this series, man. I know it's in Toronto. I know it's a tough series. It's a tough, but man, this is time to like, if we're going to do it, we got to do it. That's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I'll take two of two on the road any day, but given the circumstances, there's nothing wrong with asking for a little bit more because that's what the team needs right now. So, um, I don't know. You want to, you want, you want to try some predictions? I'm going three out of four. Uh, I'd like to see him win three out of four. Um, I just, I just want him to win on nights where Houston loses and lose on nights where Houston loses. <laughs> so that's all I'm looking at. Uh, same thing with the uh, the Astros. I mean, not the Mariners. But uh, if they can get out of Toronto with uh, three wins, I'll be really happy. Absolutely. That'll, yeah, that'll I, hold I, I, them I, within I, a half game of Toronto as well. Absolutely. So. Um, you got anything else you want to add before we jump on out of here? Yeah, but, uh, before we go, I just want to say thank you again to everybody that's been listening. It's been a tough stretch for these Rangers and, and thanks for continuing to listen and support the podcast. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have a, a big surprise for everybody that listens this week. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers, WTV. Don't forget to subscribe to our exclusive content which is on our webpage Texas Rangers with the boys.com all one word one word one word, one word. there is Texas Rangers that and on our website you can check you can uh, subscribe it's tech down on the farm with the boys just a dollar 99 a month for our minor league content don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform and for the 300 pound animal this is your boy Kev and we are Texas Rangers with the boys and we are signing out